Welcome to Tips for the Transition, where we have deep, meaningful conversations about how significant changes can affect us, our families, relationships, and careers, and how we can move through those changes with more ease and grace. I'm your host, Maria Tomas Keegan, Certified Career and Life Coach for Women, and I'm here to help you navigate the messy seasons of life. In the fifth season of the podcast, we'll focus on career transition because in this post-pandemic world, many women are re-examining how they think and feel about their work lives. So we answer big questions like, who am I now? And how do I move on from here? The resources we create with each episode can help women move from panic to powerful and from rocky to resilient. So if you're ready to consider new options, be inspired, and meet incredible women who are on this life journey with us, you're in the right place. This is Tips for the Transition. Hello, hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Maria Tomas Keegan, your host. And one of the things I love to do is help professional women who feel unfulfilled in their careers and they want to feel the opposite, to feel fulfilled. And they want to create more harmony in their lives when it feels like something is missing. I love to help them because when your career isn't a soulful fit, it can become a soul-sucking experience. And who wants that? And when you love what you do, everybody around you wins. Another thing I love to do is introduce you to some of my inspiring guests who are role models and have resources for you. So you can explore different options, approaches for creating a fulfilling career and life. So if something strikes a chord and you want some more information, check out the show notes below for ways to connect, follow us or subscribe, and be sure to leave a comment or review. So I have a question for you. I often start with a question. Are you a busy career woman with a demanding job, family, maybe caregiving responsibilities, and daily distractions that pull you in all kinds of directions? Well, join the club because this is a club with millions in it and you're not alone. So today I want to introduce you to Murthu Parikh. And if you're a member of this club like I am, you, you're going to want to get her number and maybe put it on speed dial. Murthu is a former professional organizer turned productivity pro. She's the founder of Life is Organized. She's written a book by the same name, and she hosts the Productivity on Purpose podcast. Murthu is passionate about helping women get the results they want, whether that's doubling their business revenue, losing weight, or increasing time in their day for self-care. She does that by sharing simple strategies to ditch the overwhelm from the boardroom to the family room. Murthu's teachings on mastering tasks and habits have been featured in the Huffington Post, Forbes, U.S. News and World Report, and Real Simple. And I am delighted to share her expertise with you. We call this episode From Overwhelmed to In Control. So welcome, Murthu. I'm so happy you're here. 
I am so happy to be here. I am very excited about our conversation because I know we have so many places to go and so, so many great uh, tips and strategies that we can talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to set the stage first. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you become a professional organizer and then a productivity pro? Yeah. Well, when my kids were very young, I was looking for a career switch uh, out of the corporate lifestyles in New York City, working crazy hours and ready to kind of just go out, do something on my own. And, um, you know, I did some of those assessments you do, like, what are you good at? What do you, what comes naturally to you? What do you love? And organizing was it for me. And this was like pre-Marie Kondo, pre the home edit versus 12, 15 years ago of I didn't even know it was a thing, but found out that it was, and I jumped into that world. Um, so it became a professional home organizer, but quickly realized I actually didn't love the organizing for people. But what I loved and I was passionate about was teaching women, primarily I was working with women, the skills of how to get organized, the skills. And, you know, the, so they themselves didn't have to rely on somebody else that they felt really confident in themselves that they could look at a space or uh, look at their calendar even and, and make room and space for the, for the things that matter most. So I was coaching and teaching and creating workshops and trainings for several years until I actually uh, transitioned to productivity and time management, what I realized was we can have all the great plans for organizing, but if you can't find the time to do it, if you can't make it a priority, it's never going to happen. And so now I work with women uh, who are busy managing it all, all the demands, all the distractions in their lives, and I really help them focus and take control so they stop feeling overwhelmed and uh, are in control of their lives. That's fabulous. Thank you for doing what you do, because it is so needed. A lot of us who are busy uh, and have lots of things going on uh, have a tough time managing that. You know, I love the, the way uh, you put it, ditch the overwhelm. Yeah. Um, that's such an important uh, concept to grasp, I think, that it can be done. So in your experience then, in all of this work you've done with women, what typically holds them back from reaching their goals, even though they're working really hard to achieve them? Yeah. So I find, and I bet you find this too, that most women are very smart, very ambitious, very driven, right? Especially your listeners. And they're just wanting to and trying to do it all. There's like a, a lack of focus, right? And anyway, it's hard living today in our world with focus, right? Between all the gadgets and the phones and being connected 24 seven, and then add on top of it, all our desires and big goals and dreams, right? And so we're just trying to do too many things at one time. And this is, it's hard not to do this when you are ambitious, but if you can focus on a few or sometimes even one, thing in one area of your life at a time, you're going to make so much more progress, feel motivated, feel inspired because you're actually moving the needle, right? Instead of spreading yourself so thin across 40 different different activities and things and tasks and to-dos and boards and, you know, caregiving and all of it, and then feel like, I'm just not doing well on anything, right? I'm just like not, I feel like a failure in every, in in all the places. So I think one of the reasons like we work so hard because we're so ambitious, but it ends up kind of shooting us in the foot. Sometimes we're just doing too many things. So the more we can focus, the more we can say, 
it's not that I'm not going to get to all those other ideas or projects I have. I'm going to do that. So I think that's what we've got to tell ourselves. We've got to build that confidence. It's still going to happen. It's just not going to happen right now. Let me start something, work through it, finish it, feel compelled, feel just great about it, have success, and then move on to the next. Okay. So, but what are the things, so uh, focus, that, that's an important thing to, to figure out how to manage it all. It's like prioritizing what it is we want to do, knowing that it will all get done so long as all of it really needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But what are the things that hold us back? from reaching the goals. What are those like obstacles? Yeah. So I think along the same lines, I think one thing that we believe as ambitious women is that we need to do more doing. I think this is a mindset. You're like, if I just do more, right? If I just put my head down, if I just put my nose to the grindstone, I keep doing more and doing more and doing more, I'll achieve more. I'll get more done. And I would challenge you to, to, for this and say, you don't need to do more in order to be successful. I believe what's holding you back is that you're not planning enough. So you don't need to do more, you need to plan more. And if we can sort of change this mind, this mindset, this shift and go from doing to planning, then what you're doing is more effective, right? It's more focused. But because we're just jumping into it, we're like, I just gotta get it done, I have the to-do list, I gotta check it off, I gotta do it, right? And there's this lack of sort of just planning. And that is the most the most resistance I always, I always see. It's a lot of hesitancy because it feels like in the moment, right? Let's say you're chaotic. You have a hundred things going on. Everybody's vying for your attention. You're like, this is a waste of time for me to now take time away and go make a plan for my day and go plan out my priority. But it feels, it just feels so counterintuitive. It feels so wasteful, but I can guarantee you it is the best best investment of your time and your energy, that's where the the clarity comes in. That's when the aha is. That's when the brainstorming comes in. That's when you're like, wait, what was I going to jump into? That's ridiculous. This is more important than this. And I could, I could forget that one or I could give it to somebody else. Right. But none of that happens. None of those uh ahas when we're just like into do doing, doing, doing. Yeah. 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 We get so wrapped up in just the doing. Yes. Um, I often talk with my clients about because yeah, you're right. Um, my clients are also very um, successful, driven, smart, resourceful women, and they keep pushing themselves to do yeah. more. I like to say, stop doing and just be for a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's in that mm-hmm. being stage that yeah. you can plan. Yes. So yeah, that that's so good. Yeah, and I'll tell you, if I could follow up, I'll tell you one other thing that holds them back that also has to do with the planning. And I bet you hear this a lot too. But a lot of what holds us back is also just the mind drama, right? Just the drama in our brain of, I have so much to do. I'll never get through it. I'm so behind. I'll never get caught up. And then it basically just paralyzes us, right? We've all been there. There's so much and yet you can't move. And so I think this is why it plays into that planning. Again, if you can sit and take the 15 minutes to write it all out and prioritize it, all of a sudden you'll move from paralysis to action. And we like the first step is to get out. You have to actually work on your mind before you can work on your actions. So we've got to get us out of the mind drama and get it. Uh, we can talk about this. You would really get it on paper. That's why I would say get it down somewhere because it can't, it's just too much in our heads. There's too right. much going on up there. We've got to yeah. get clarity. 
So, yeah. yeah. And that, and that chatter is so, um, you know, it's, it's like the proverbial people sitting on each shoulder uh, and, and what they're saying is, is counter to each other. And, you know, that's what creates overwhelm as you yeah. don't, you're not even sure who to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that, um, mind drama, as you put it, that inner yeah. chatter can be can be a real obstacle because it, it kind of stops you in your tracks. Yeah, it, it creates can. the overwhelm. It's really hard to move from in that state, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. It can be t- completely debilitating. I feel that overwhelm, essentially, if you look at the root cause, is a lack of control. So you could feel a lack of control in anything, right? It could be a lack of control in what I'm eating to a lack of control of my email to a lack of control of all the demands on my plate. But if, if you feel that I am not in control, any, that's where that comes from. If you have that feeling, that's when the overwhelm is going to set in. Yeah. So, you know, part of kind of getting out of that mind drama and certain part of not projecting all the, the things that can go wrong is taking that time to, to step back, take a deep breath, reassess, prioritize it, you know, and, and think it through a bit. Right. Right. All such good advice. All right. So I'll bet you know a lot of people like this. I know many who women who resist this idea of organizing. Right. Mm -hmm. And they say things like, I don't work well with structure. Right. I'm a creative. Uh, My mind doesn't work like that. Yes. What do you say to those women? Okay, so the first thing I'll say, which might sound a little harsh, but it's not, but I'll just say, how's it working out for you? Said, <laughs> right? said with love, right? <laughs> yeah, like, how's it working out? Because you're obviously talking to me or someone like you or, you know, an expert because it's not working. So first thing you want to say is call a little bit of just like honesty and introspection there. Like, I know we want to believe that. And there's certainly aspects of us that some people, we are more creative, we're spontaneous, and we don't need to lose that. So I think there's this idea that I have to be one or the other. I can either be totally structured or I can be completely spontaneous, but there's no middle ground. And I think that's, that's where, again, our, that's what's holding us back, right? If you're that person, because clearly it's not working for you being uh, completely not having any structure routine. Now you're feeling scattered. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling like doing too much anxiety. So let's just find a middle ground. You know, where can we create some structure so that you have more time and space in your schedule and in your calendar for the free time to be spontaneous, right? In a way you're almost like, uh, kind of planning out that spontaneity. But during that time, you get to do anything you want. So for example, if you do have 10 things on your to-do list for the day, if you knock them out by one or two o'clock, well, guess what? You got like eight hours for the rest of the day to do anything you want. But if they're hanging over you, if there's no structure, if there's no plan, if they're just, we all know it's like 10 o'clock at night and they're still hanging over us. So now we're, it's adding to stress. It's like, you know, it's, it's really like a heavy weight, this brick on us because the things aren't getting done. So I would just say, you know, look at it differently. First of all, it's not an all or nothing. And the more structure as counterintuitive as that may seem is actually giving you more freedom. You know, I love that you said that I I consider myself a creative person. Um, I, and one of the things that, and I am also pretty organized and have been all my life. And I think you're so right. It doesn't have to be one thing or the other. You can still be creative in, uh, in an, and have an organized life. 
and, and allow for that creativity. I honestly find that when I organize my space, for instance, when I kind of clear clutter, I feel freer. I can think more creatively when I've cleared the space. So I've gotten organized so I can be creative. So I, I so agree with you that it does not have to be one thing or another. You know, one of the things that, that I teach some of my clients if they need this is, you know, how to time block. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sure you, you teach this as well, right? Because it's a way to organize your day so that you have time for that creative time, that leisure time that allows you to then go do whatever you want to do, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and I think, so there is, in order for us to feel really successful or rewarded, right? You want to, that's so essentially all I want to feel. We want to feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. One of the, the keys to that is to complete what you set out to do. It's like very simple goal setting, right? Like I said, I was going to mail that out. I didn't do it now. I feel like a a slacker, right? Or I said I was going to mail it out. I got it done. Oh, good. To pat myself on the back, right? At a very simplistic level, it's like if I want to get something done and I get it done, I feel good, right? And why wouldn't we all want to feel good? And so I think there's there's that. If you think about it from now of an, an extension of your day and your week, if there's certain things you want to get done, like you just like to get it done and there's no structure and then you haven't hit it at the end of the day, at the end of the week, and it hasn't happened. Now you're like, it starts over time. It, it starts impacting your confidence, your self-esteem, you know, the type of the integrity you have in your, in yourself. Like who are I, right? You start representing like your self-representation is someone who doesn't follow through. I, I don't stick with my goals. I can't finish the simple things, you know? And so I think there's a longer term effect that we're not always thinking about or sort of just caught in the moment. And it's, and it really can have an impact on your confidence, how you're showing up as a role model, like to your children, to your spouse, you know, to your friends, to your colleagues. Uh, but when you are someone who, on the other hand, I have some simple things, I get them done and I still have all this, you know, spontaneity in my life. Well, you just feel so much more intentional and happy and um, purposeful, I think, in your life. Right, right. You know, and I think when you when you are when you don't keep your own promises to yourself, right? The integrity issue comes up, right. um, and the it does it does hit your confidence. It also plays into that what you call mind drama, right? The chatter, so that it, it feeds the chatter about how you know you're not good enough. You're not, you're not smart enough. You're not dedicated enough. You don't do enough, any of those things. And they start to play in your head. So if you, if you can decide what it is you want to do and keep your promise, reach your goal, make it happen. And after that, you get to play. Right. That's the deal you make with yourself. Then then keep that deal and you I'm see so you're so right you really yeah. will feel so much better about yourself yeah or or vice versa sometimes you just give yourself permission to have the day off right you're like i'm going to sit on my well, couch that's, and watch. That's, yeah that's planning yeah. right 
right. I'm going to watch the day off. Right. I'm going to watch Netflix all day. I'm going to binge it. I'm going to do it without guilt. And now you don't have to pick up the phone or the laptop and check into work because you've given yourself permission for that. Right. And that's also planned. And so either way you feel good because you're like, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I did. So yeah, the planning is really, really essential. Yep. And I, you know, I love that. Do it without guilt, right? Give yourself permission and don't look back. Just right. do it without guilt. And then when it's done, when it's over, you you know, you've you've taken your your time. Yeah. Now you you hit the you hit the books again. You hit the you hit the ground running again with a plan. Right. Yeah. Love that. All right. Um, so I know I have shifting priorities day in and day out. Yes. How do we choose? to focus um, on the right things, on the best things for us to address the overwhelm and feel more in control. Yeah. So I'm so happy you asked this because I, I feel like women, we have a really great gift that as the busier our lives are, the more we neglect. And the gift is your intuition and the gift is our gut. And like it really truly guides us like, if you if we tapped into it more, I, I think we'd all lead more re- rewarding and fulfilling lives. Okay. So I'd say there's just one question I'll tell my clients to ask themselves every day when you have a thousand things going on, when you have pages and pages of to-dos and you have overwhelming emails, and all the things are happening. Just ask yourself this simple question at the start of each day. What would make me feel most successful when my head hits the pillow tonight? Okay, what would make me feel most successful when my head hits the pillow tonight? So here's some, there's some key, we'll break that down a little bit. So when I'm saying tap into your intuition is when you're tapping into the feeling, because there are a million things, like I said, on that list that we could be doing, but there are certain things, you know, I'm going to feel the most rewarded. I'm going to feel the most successful. So for example, it might be something for yourself. You're like, if I skip that workout or that walk or that yoga, you know, I'm just, I'm going to, it's going to be annoying and I'm going to kick myself. And, but if I do it, I'm going to feel like a million bucks. Like it's just something really important to me. Or when I see my list of, you know, a hundred things that could be doing uh, as I'm thinking about that new career or I'm applying for a new job or, um, you know, I could get out three of those, you know, connect, I could make three connections today or have three resumes um, that would make me feel amazing, even though I won't get to the 99 other things, right? If you start tapping into what would make me feel the best, that's what you want to. That's what you want to grab. And I, and I say start with five, and I would break that down to three professional and two personal. So three kind of career related and two personal, because our lives, the way we feel successful and rewarding, is that it's an integration of both of them or both sides, right? So. But here's the tricky thing. So what people, what sometimes people will say, well, what would make me feel really great right now is uh, if I just, if I just skipped this and did the easy thing, right? I just, I got out, you know, I watched that show or I, I checked out my social media or even like, you know, organized a drawer because I love organizing or clean the kitchen or something, right? Like I would feel really good. But is that what makes you feel most successful in the moment? Because it's like an easy thing to do. Or at the end of the day, when your head hits the pillow, like, would you say, if I had the greatest day today, that would make it to the thing at the end of the day and not in the moment. So I think that's where we've got to be really, really deliberate because in the moment, feeling good is very different than at the end of the day. And you're like, Ugh. you know, if you have a feeling like I wasted my day, 
then it's not the right. If you're like, I had a great, I still have 99 things on my list, but I had a great day. You've hit the right five. I love that. That you are so right. How we feel in the moment versus how we feel in review. Right. That's are exactly very different. Right. They are very different. Yeah. So I love that question. What will make me feel successful when my head hits the pillow? Yeah. Every night or tonight. Or tonight. Yeah. Because you're right. Tonight. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, you think you say five things. I say three things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and beca- and that's because I like to work on, I love the number three. Um, yeah. But if you can do three things, you can probably do five. If you get those three things done and done well, right? Done the way you feel good about, and there's room for whatever else, another do thing or another play thing. Yeah. That will, and finding that harmony in that, I think is a really, I love that question. Yeah. I love that question. That's a great question. And funny, I used to always say three as well. And I kind of moved it to the five as I was thinking three more personal and professional. But I think three is a fantastic place to start. I'm a big threes also. But I also want to keep in mind that it can be the five very small but very rewarding things, right? So sometimes we're working with clients. One of their personal ones is I want to do my face routine tonight. <laughs> like I want to put on my, you know, like that's one of their personal. It's not a an hour long thing. You're like, I just really would like to take care of my skin tonight. I mean, that's it, right? Yeah. Or um, I want to turn off the light by 1030. Like that's, I want to turn off the light and that's one of my personal. So when you're thinking through five, I, you know, there's certainly not five one hour tasks or, you know, just keep that in mind that it can be very small things. But again, if you tap into, I would feel so good. You know, how many times do you make that commitment to yourself that I've got it? I've just got to go to bed earlier. I've got to go to bed earlier and you don't do it. And then that one night you do it and you're like, oh, I felt so good the next morning, right? I wish I was do that. So that was one of your two personal. That's great. It takes one minute, right? And so just keep that in mind. Yeah, you're so right too that that you know none of these things have to be you know mega jobs, right? Right. Uh, I I I talk about how um, a lot of people talk about work life balance. I talk about it in terms of harmony because I don't believe in the scale thing. And that's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a conjures an image for me that doesn't work. So I usually talk about it as, as being harmonious, like you're the conductor of your orchestra. And every day you get to conduct a new symphony. So what do you want to do today? This is why I love that question that you asked. What do you want to do today? That What are the priorities you want to keep today? What are the most important things that back to your question that when you you hit the pillow tonight you will feel the very best. Yeah. I I love that. Create harmony in your life. Yeah, and I love the harmony. I love yeah. that analogy. And also you you started by saying, you know, our priorities shift daily. And that's why I think this is a daily question because every day they change. Absolutely. Every day, you know. Yeah. Okay, so now I I don't know about you, but all the planning, no matter how organized I try to be, there are days when it just goes haywire on me and I, I, I can't seem to stop it. 
what's your advice to help us get back on track when that haywire thing happens? Yeah. Yeah. And this is a little bit similar to, I think when we started our conversation, but I think, and it's in that chaos, it's in that, you know, everything is, is falling on top of me is when it feels very counterintuitive, but to pull yourself away momentarily. I mean, for maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe up to 15, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be hours, but it feels like I should just be doing, but until you can pull yourself, sort of like extract yourself from that, literally actively from that situation or from that drama or from what's going on and just take a deep breath and just look at everything that's going on and give your mind a rest. Maybe do a little bit of writing. Like I, I would like to do a brain dump. Here's all the things I have to get done. It's amazing if I take that time, how something ju- it jumps off the page. I'm like, oh wait, these are these are my top five, right? Or these are my top three, or this is the one more thing. I, I only have energy for one more thing today. This is it. Um, instead of diving into everything and keep going, 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 going. That's burnout. But it's and it's just ineffective. It's like you just you're just this like working off this residual energy that it's just ineffective. So Again, it's sort of just pull yourself out. So I sometimes say it's actually, I think sometimes pulling yourself out of the state. Like maybe you have to go take a walk for five minutes. Maybe you need to like turn off the laptop and the phone and like just take a breather. Maybe put on your favorite song. Maybe, um, you know, go outside and garden for five minutes. Like just do something. I, I do actually think taking yourself out of physically out of that state will help you sort of recalibrate and reassess and allows you to take that breath. But when you're surrounded by all that distortion and the distraction, it's really hard to do that. Yeah, that is so, that's so right. You know, I'm thinking too about, thinking back to my corporate days and how often the haywire thing happened not of my doing, right? It's not stuff that landed on my plate because I put it there, but because somebody else did, whether it was on the you know the personal side of my life or the or the business side of my life, so when it's somebody else, you know this is where we we often want to be in control and we are not. So talk about that for a minute. When we when when our day goes haywire because the priorities shift and it's not of our doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I don't know, sometimes we are as adults, very resistant to this, but I'd say if you can write, there is something very cathartic, very, um, eye opening when you can just make a, a simple list. So sometimes I'll say, I just have a two columns. Just, I mean, this is a two minute exercise, put on a two minute timer. Again, not a lot of time and just make two columns and, and just write these two headings. One column on the left is in my control and one on the right is out of my control. And if you can just list in that moment, here's everything that's out of my control, but here's a couple things that are, which typically is how am I responding? You know, what am I saying? What is my body language like? What is a specific next action I can take? And all these other things are out of my control. Then it just, again, it just lets you take a deliberate action from a place of inspiration, of a place of like, I'm in control, right? Ultimately, as I said earlier, we get, we feel out of control. Sorry, we feel overwhelmed when we're out of control. So if you can focus now on the things or what is in my control, 
that that stress, no matter what's going on around you, it's just going to get, it's going to alleviate because you're like, I'm doing everything in my power that's in my control. And that's what I'm going to focus on. But again, I think if we can get out of your head and see it visually on paper in a two minute exercise, a one minute exercise, it's going to help you just, just take action. You know, that's brilliant. That, that really is brilliant. And, and so often we don't take the time, right. To really figure that out. Yeah. And like you said, it's a two minute exercise yeah. and that, and the list of the things that are out of our control will almost always be way longer yeah. than what we can control. Right. But the thing is, if we can't control it, don't waste your energy on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't waste your energy trying to control it. Right. That's where I think we get, wrapped into that hamster wheel and can't get off because it's all these things that we're trying to control that we can't control. Yeah. Instead of, as you say, stepping off, taking a breath and looking back at it and saying, well, I have no control over that stuff. It's coming at me. I get to decide how I'm going to respond to it. Right. I get to choose how I'm going to, show up for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that puts you back in control of, of, of you. And, you know, you just, and we have to deal with some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in our every single day, we have to do stuff we may, we're not in control of, right? Especially when we're working for somebody else. But even in our personal lives, Yeah, it's so empowering, right? It's just such an empowering feeling to think, oh, I'm focused. There's things I can control. I'm doing things that I can't control. You know, it's yeah, it's just so that's the word that comes to mind for me. It's so empowering. Yeah, yeah, and if we can do things that empower us, because and don't look to anybody else to empower Mm -hmm. you, right? Do things to empower yourself. Getting back to what what you said earlier. It will instill confidence. You will learn to be more resilient when all that stuff that's out of your control hits you tomorrow. You'll be more resilient to it and you will more quickly learn how to get back into that space of, uh, of calm and, and control over those things you can control. And knowing the difference. Yeah. Love this. Love this conversation. All right. So at the end of every episode, as you know, uh, we, we ask our guests for the practical tips and strategies that are takeaways from today's conversation with you. So Murthu, tell us what your first tip is. Okay. So I'm going to reiterate, I'm going to probably reiterate a little bit of what we were saying because I, I want to, to reinforce it, but I can give you some also some tactical things too. But um, I think the, a big takeaway here today is, you know, we can't, like time management is really about distraction management, I think. You know, if we can really get focused, uh, we're going to feel more successful and rewarded. So again, some of the things we mentioned is just write that, start your day every day where what are my top five most 
uh, or what are my top five tasks that will make me feel most successful before my head hits the pillow tonight? Actually write them out. So here's something tactical. When you have, when you've decided on those, write them out on a piece of paper away from the giant to-do list. It's not the to-do list. You have 12 of the other to-do lists with a thousand things on it, just those top five. So keep it completely separate, go old school, write on a piece of paper on a sticky note and keep that with you so that that becomes like your guiding post for the day, right? You're like, even when all the other distraction is coming my way, if I can focus on these ones, I'm going to feel great. Okay. Then go ahead and actually block those, as Maria mentioned earlier, block those five on your calendar. So what time can I actually get that done? Or what time do I want to go to bed? Or, you know, where, where can I fit this in between my meetings and appointments? Don't, the list is fantastic. It's a great place to start, but I often find the biggest gap is between the list and what actually happens. Like we always, there's a big gap between what we think we can get done and what we actually do. So if we can plot it on the calendar, that can give you um, a guide, you know, a guidance says, Oh, wait a second. There's no way this is all five of these will fit. I've got to pare them down or I know exactly where I can put these in because now I've planned my day. So it's just a great practice to get you into this idea of prioritizing and planning in the easiest way possible. You know, I love that. I, I am a, I am a time blocker as well. Uh, and one of the things I love to do at the end of my day, which is the way I plan my next day. At the end of my day, I look back and I look at my calendar, all of the things I blocked onto my calendar. And I, and I go check, 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 yeah. check, got those done. And I feel great about that. Oh, great. And yeah. then I plan for tomorrow. And if, if something comes up that I know I need to do, I look at my calendar a few days out and, and figure out how can I get that in and where, what day, what time. And I put it on. Yeah. So here's my trick. When I don't get something done on a day, I allow myself to move it. I give myself permission yep. to move it on my calendar. And that that's one of those things. Usually it's one of those things that's not terribly urgent. But I, I make a promise to myself. I will only move it three times. I put it on. I that's one. I move it twice. That's all I can do. By the third time, if, if I have it on my calendar for the third day, it must get done that day. That's just a promise I make to myself. I love it. I love that. It's just a way to keep myself um, like uh, in integrity, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Let's number it. two. Um, the second thing I'd say, so a really simple way, cause I'm talking really focused here on focus, uh, is to, as you, you notice, I like to some old school things, take a piece of paper, write things down, but also use a timer. A timer is really, I think it's something we think is for kids or for yeah, little kids are like, put the timer on. You can use your iPad for 58 minutes that you could eat. It is more at this point, adults need it more than kids. So Use a simple timer. Um, oh, shoot. I wish I had this on my desk. So I have this little cube. You can get it on Amazon. It really is called a timer cube or cube timer. And on each side, it says like 5, 10, 15, 20. And so you just plop it down that side. And you're like, if I just need to focus on this thing for 10 minutes and I can't seem to get it done, I'm just going to plop it on my 10 side and just say totally focused on the task or the activity or 20 minutes or or 15 minutes. I think we completely underestimate how much we can get done in 20 minutes. It's, it's unbelievable how much you can get done in 20 minutes. If you're fully deliberate and intentional and focused, uh, it's just that we get unfocused. So, so 
so much. And the reason the timer works so well, you don't want to use your watch. You don't want to use a clock. You don't want to use your laptop, anything like that is because there's a psychological effect of, of time coming towards you. So for example, if it's going 9, 20, 19, 18, 17, time is coming towards you. If you're looking at your watch, time's going away from you. It's 921, 922, 923. So you start getting very stressed out. And also when time is coming towards you in a timer, you are working towards a signal. And a signal is something for the brain that makes it stick with a task. So anyway, there's lots of research around that. Just trust me, a timer works fantastic. So I would highly recommend everybody have some type of timer. By the way, we all have one on our iPhone too. So. You know, I love that. I love that. I love what you just said, the concept of time coming towards you or going away from you. That I've yeah. never thought of it in those terms before, but I love that. I, I, that's great. Yeah. I use a timer a lot. Uh, and one of the, th- the other thing I would suggest is if you're using a timer, also do your very best to limit the distractions during that time. So turn your phone off. Yep. Close your email so you're not distracted by, you know, the the, the new ones coming in. Uh, do whatever you can. Close your door to, to limit the distractions during that time so that you can be as productive as you can be. Yeah. yeah. Got a third one for us? I do. And the last one I'd say is uh, if you think of ourselves over the course of the day, right, our energy dissipates over the day, right? We just... Hopefully you have most energy in the morning. You have a good night's sleep. You've had breakfast. You know, you just have your caffeine, you have a coffee. So, and over closer to the day, you, you have less and less willpower as it's the afternoon, the evening, right? We make kind of like sometimes poor choices as the day goes on. So given that, I highly recommend that if you are, do use your top five as your guiding post for the day, do the toughest one. Because it shouldn't be always the five easiest, right? It's usually stuff you're are procrastinating or not necessarily like motivated to do, but it makes you feel really good. Do that toughest one first. I don't think it has to be at 5 a.m. I don't think there has to be a time or when, when it is, except that it's one of the first things you do in the morning. Because why not make everything easier on yourself? Knock that one out, right? And then everything after that's gravy. Like it gets easier and easier and easier. I think we want to like leave that one to the end because you're like, I don't feel like dealing with it, but it's only going to get tougher at in the evening and towards closer to the end of the day or even the afternoon. So you're more likely to procrastinate and not do it and then feel bad about yourself. So I'd say knock out the hardest one first. That's such good advice. And for all those reasons, that is yes. such good advice. All right, Murthu, thank you. I really love your tips. I think uh, all of the things you you sprinkled tips throughout this whole conversation today, and and I and I love them. I, I know so many women who are feeling overwhelmed these days, and and these and may, many of these tips may not be new; they may just be reminders, and we all need reminders every once in a while. So I really appreciate you coming to us today and sharing your productivity pro tips. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. And I would like to challenge anyone who's listening, just pick one, like pick one thing you heard today, one tip, one strategy, and just focus on that because right. We're all about focus. You're right. We've, we've talked about a lot of things, probably a dozen different tips and that can feel overwhelming. So pick the one that you're like, I, that really resonated with me. I really need it. And just focus on that one and that alone. And i guarantee it'll make a great big difference. Just try it. Just try it. Yeah. 
I know that there are going to be lots of people who are going to want to connect with you. And like I said early on in today's podcast, get get Ruthu's number and put it on speed dial. So what is the very best way for them to connect with you? I am around on all things Life is Organized. So if you go to lifeisorganized.com, you can find out all about me on my website. There I also have some uh, free resources like 21 hacks to stop feeling overwhelmed or how to finally stop procrastinating or how to get and stay focused if you come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. And I'm also Life is Organized on Facebook and on Instagram. That's great. Ruthu, thank you again for being with us. We really appreciate all of these ideas and tips for getting organized, staying ditching the overwhelm and getting back into control. Thank Thank you. you. And thank you for everyone who has watched or listened. I appreciate that you're a part of this community. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a comment and a review. uh, Or, and if there's a star where you're listening or watching, pick a star. As I said at the top of the show, I love creating and sharing resources for professional women who feel stuck in their careers. So if there's something in this episode that resonates with you and you'd like to get a fresh perspective, reach out. Let's talk about it. Let's continue this conversation. All the links for reaching Murthu and I are below. And I, I invite you to continue the conversation in my private Facebook group called The Career Transition Roadmap. And the link for that is below as well. So let's meet again here next Wednesday, as usual, because I believe it's our time to thrive. And I hope you'll join me and let's thrive together. Till next time, I'm Maria Tomas Keegan, helping you turn transition into triumph.